Well, good, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you, good night. Whenever you happen to be listening to this, you have reached business time with Ralph and Mike, brought to you by RL Technologies and Chef's Abacus. You can reach us at www.rltechfl.com. You can also email us at info at rltechfl.com. Find us on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash RL Technologies 180. And we're here with the Ralph, the Ralph Meister, the owner, Mr. Lawrence, El Jefe, the big cheese. Uh, we're hip, we're happening. The Kahuna? Uh, today is, so we're dro- We're doing this on Friday, <laughs> we're dropping it on Monday, yep. and today is uh, Groundhog Day, right? It is. Yeah. And Happy Groundhog's Day. Yeah, he said, Puxatani Phil <laughs> said that he didn't see his shadow, so... Early spring. Oh, okay. Well, how desperately, that's... how desperately do you want? I want it <laughs> now, now. I want like shades of winter, like for the next eight weeks or something to come rolling through. I want us to start listening to what is scientifically classified as a marmot. <laughs> you know, that's what it's a whistle pig. You know, that's what we used to call them when, when I was a kid. That, that's a whistle pig. Yeah. So. <laughs> He looked like he was having fun. The whistle pig looked like he was having fun. You know, it's just such a such an interesting concept of a of a of, a, of an event to me. I just you know <laughs> where they like, where okay. they get it, how they come to it. Yeah, why do we still do that? I don't know. I don't know. And, but well, you do it now because Bill Murray put it in cement. He did the movie Groundhog Day. If you had to relive one day for the rest of your life, what day would it be? Well, it certainly wouldn't if you be got to choose it. Day. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Chances are you wouldn't get to it's choose funny. it. It's funny. Do you, do you a, choose? Yeah. Do you choose those days that are most emotionally gratifying? Do you choose the day that, or like a period? Maybe you can work with like a period, because like in a twenty-four hour period, my first, my oldest, Gabriel was born, and within twenty-four hours of that birth, the Denver Broncos won their first Super Bowl. Now, see, in that would in be, San Diego. That would be an amazing time to go back yeah. and relive. Halftime. Well, see, here's the funny thing, though. Because it was the birth of Gabriel and, and, and you know, it, I was there at the hospital at the Mary Birch mm-hmm. in San Diego. Amazing hospital. Shout out to them. Uh, they did. Uh, they handled the births of all three of my sons. And, yeah. I mean, just bang up job. Um, but, uh, yeah, they it, at halftime. I went out to smoke a cigarette on top of the parking lot, and I could. I was at the top of the parking lot there at Mary Birch watching the fireworks go off. Oh, that's cool. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> they actually, the nurses actually threatened to kick me out. They're what? like, you're waking up all the babies. <laughs> and I was like, it's funny. It was a good time, though. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, that, but you know, I'm sure there are other people like, oh, I did, you know, do you, do you pick that cool thing? Do you pick that, that moment? Because what's funny is because my, my wife at the time, Lisa, she was basically out like a light, right? She had had a C-section and, you know, she, she was exhausted. And so she's, she's out like a light. I got the sleeping baby in my arms. Right. And then I've got nurses, you know, <laughs> who I'm quickly irritating at, at the, at, you know, every second that passes. <laughs> That moment was largely though spent by myself, and yet it was, you know, just like you said, you know, it's hard, hard to beat that moment, you know, yeah, well. you know, and and the next one would be the birth of my second son Jacob. So I mean, you know, and and you know, I, I was with Lisa at that, you know, in the room, obviously, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, you know, it's it's weird, you know, which 
I don't know. That's a good question. Mine, uh, there's a little beach bar on uh, St. Thomas that I uh, I spent spent quite a quite a few nights in. I'd probably probably go back to that beach bar. <laughs> yeah, I, I can remember most of mine. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, but anywho, yeah, uh, but so, I digress. Yeah. Happy uh, happy groundhogs groundhog day. Happy yeah, early, February second spring. Uh, and let's, I'm praying for it though, dude. Cause actually the weather has been so amazing. Like, it you has. know, oh, it's man. been incredible. It's Perfect 60 at night. degrees outside right now. Yeah. And it's going to be 70 today, but tonight 45 degrees, boom. you know, boom. I mean, that's I perfect. Love it. I love it. That is, that's perfect. So, but there's some things that we don't like, some things that we're, we're, we would, would like not to have to pay attention to is slowly approaching crises. It's not enough that we have quickly approaching crises <laughs> or, or imminent acute effects on our economy and businesses and everything else. No. Nay, nay. We, yeah, nay, nay. <laughs> We've got slowly approaching, can see it on the horizon. It was, it was defined to, to me in, in the article that I was reading as a, a, a slow-moving train crash. Uh, yeah, train wreck. Train wreck. Yeah. Slow-moving train wrecks. Like it's okay. coming. You can't stop it. <laughs> it sounds like Gabby Hayes, you know, from the It's coming. <laughs> you know, it's coming. Going to be a nor'easter. You know, and, you know, you see the clouds approach. But all right. So in relation to this slow approaching train wreck, mm-hmm. what are we speaking of? So, uh, you know, we're talking about the, the New York Community Bank. Uh, they had uh, some bigger than expected losses recently, uh, which that's not that's not uncommon for for banks, you know. Uh, but what is a little alarming is that it was a 38% and an 11% uh, in back-to-back days. Whoa. Which is a lot. Yeah. That's, that's, that's quite a bit. Yeah. Which, again, you know, would normally wouldn't be super alarming. But here's the thing. So, um, <laughs> here's the deal. You know, New York Community Bank or NYCB, um, they, uh, you know, they actually bought up a lot of uh, one of the bank's uh, New York signature uh, that basically fell apart last year in March during the Silicon Valley Bank, right? Uh, you know, mini crisis. And they, they, they called that one. They, right. they were like, hey, Silicon Valley went down, but this one definitively that we've marked it's going right, down. Right, right. So NYCB actually bought up uh, the remaining assets uh, from uh, New York signature to, to give them over $100 billion in assets, which put them in a whole different category in right. terms of like regulations and things like that. Uh, so they're still trying to recover from that major purchase. Uh, but they actually, they control and they bought up a lot of uh, commercial property loans and mortgages. And that, that pro- yeah, truncated. Right, right. right. Truncations, <laughs> I think they call them now. And uh, and so right now there's over $2.2 trillion set to come come due in uh, corporate mortgages by 2027. Um, so they're, they're, what they're generally forecasting here is another bubble. Exactly. Okay. So now it happened with the residential properties. It'll happen with commercial properties. You heard it here for first, folks. Um, you know, so and, and what's gonna what's gonna really hurt is that the small banks, uh, you know, they usually equate to about twenty nine percent of you know their holdings in uh, commercial real estate uh, mortgage loans. Right. Um, at, you know, compared to big banks, which you keep it around like six to eight percent. They'll um, yeah, the, the big banks they want to own the land, not the building. Right. Where it's right. it's inverse with the small banks. Yeah. So the the small banks will t- you know well they'll start closing much and right. It's uh, it's gonna hurt. They take a hit, the thirty percent. You betcha. Yeah. They've got to, you know. And I mean, it's it, it, the thing is, is that we didn't 
Well, we, we, we didn't learn the lesson. You know, we had what is now often be, is often referred to as the big short. <laughs> we had the real estate failure. Right. And, you know, it's funny. Um, my, my, my stepmom, who I, I love dearly, is a real estate agent mm -hmm. and has actually done quite, quite well. She's a uh, residential, right? Uh, right. Residential right. only. She works for, uh, for a shout out to Levin and Renke. Mm -hmm. Does an amazing job for them. They do an amazing job. And uh, she, she actually handles not only, you know, a lot of, a lot of the area here in Florida, but she's the only person they have registered that handles all the agents for Alabama. Right. Right. And so the interesting thing is, is that one day we were talking and this was a couple of years ago, you know, uh, after COVID, because so many real estate agents, businesses, period. We have businesses we've invested in. We've had and, and we have businesses that we were working with my own business that didn't make it through COVID. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, yeah. A so of, a lot of businesses closed up. A lot of people sold their property. Uh, I mean, it was, yeah, you know, it was businesses you know, that wouldn't have closed otherwise. You know, decided. Okay, hey, this is this is the time to do it. Yeah, this is this is when we're going to fold up tents. Right, right. And so uh, we had a discussion one day uh, towards the, the you know the the trail end of of COVID and and you know a lot of uh, everything's being lifted, etc. And we were talking about the housing market, mm -hmm. you know, and because she was said uh, the, the housing market even after COVID, most of the restrictions went up. There were still people running around buying sight unseen for cash. Right, right, and. I don't know if it was like a mass delusion or not, because every real estate agent you talk to, and I don't care who you are, I'll argue this with you, even if you are a real estate agent, every real estate agent that I talked to said the bubble would would never form again. Mm -hmm. oh, that yeah. this sale methodology right. was going to be the future, that you know, yes. it, that this was it. Mm -hmm. Real estate was now the official gold mine. And I told every real estate agent, including my stepmom, exactly, I was like, hey, you got 18 months in this mm -hmm. and it's going to, it's going to pop again. And where are we now? Re real residential real estate. You can't give it away. Well, it's been on a steady decrease yeah. for at least, you know, for at least the past year. Right. I've seen, you know, and there are still some places in the country where it's still very high, right. you know, and it's it definitely, it's mm -hmm. a residual effect of that. Mm -hmm. But that bubble, there was a bubble there. You could see it was an artificially, uh, any artificial inflation is going to burst. Right. And here we are again. And we didn't learn our lesson. Mm -hmm. And we're buying, you know, we're buying the quote unquote trunctions and all mm -hmm. of the, you know, all of the, the, uh, different assets, we're buying them again. And oh, it's yeah. like, dude, did you not? It, they just renamed these things. And, you know, so it, it, you're hearing it first, folks. Uh, you know, watch out for the next uh, real estate bubble. It'll happen in commercial real estate. Uh, small banks will take the hit, and uh, it's 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 going to get bad. Well, yeah. and, you know, the funny thing is that this is these are those, those instances where is opposed to the very unfortunate aspect of like a homeowner being, you know, or a renter primarily, you mm -hmm. know, or someone that had three or four mortgages or a couple of mortgages on a home losing that. Mm -hmm. You're also going to have, now you're going to have businesses where you could have instances where multiple people like tens, maybe even a hundred people, all of a sudden they don't have a place to be because the real estate company that holds the, you know, the, the, the lease on that particular building is belly up. 
they have to get rid of it, you know, as an asset. And, you know, the, the one good piece of news through all of this is that there's some poor schlep out there and he or she will be made the fall guy for this this bubble and this mistake, which yeah. will cost, you know, trillions well, it, of dollars. They're going to blame and, it on Silicon Valley Bank. That'll be what they, they blame it on because yeah. it's it's going to be, uh, you know, like a ripple. A ripple effect yeah, exactly. Of, of a ripple that. effect. So. Yeah, thank you, SVB. Yeah, but, and get yeah. ready for more blame. <laughs> but what'll happen, and what's been happening since COVID, or you know, the, the shift that they tried to make really, really hard, and it happened. It started about ten years ago, was with uh, virtual reality and VR. And you know, I think that though they will, you know, uh, commercial real estate's going to take a hit. And what's going to have to happen is those those businesses that can survive and that, that do survive uh, after they downsize will go, you know, mostly remote, you know. And a lot of places have already done that. Uh, we're seeing companies like Wayfair and Amazon and Facebook saying like, okay, no, 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 no. We're, we're going to start bringing our, our, our workforce back, right. back in. They have um, to. Yeah. And, but I think, uh, you know, when this happens in the next couple of years, um, you know, then, then VR – you know, is going to be, uh, you know, the, the the shift that people have to move to. Well, and this is one of those areas where you and I are kind of diametrically opposed. Uh, you know, I I think that it will be industry specific, and I agree with all of the work and all of the money and the ease by which you can conduct yourself in the real estate environment. Yes, there is a real purpose to that, but it's virtual in the sense that you're going through the tour on your desktop, mm -hmm. you know, Maybe it gets integrated with like, you know, Google Glasses as they continue to approve or something like that. But they're not inside of the true VR industry like Oculus Rift and, you know, Apple now has its new announcement of its product, you know, which is. Ah, yes, their $4,000 VR yeah, headset, you know, weighs and, as much as the uh, the iPad 11. Yeah. So now you've got an <laughs> iPad strapped to your face. You're going to look like a like a McDonald's kiosk walking around in your house. Talk about neck gentlemen. problems. Oh, I know. Right. Jesus. Where's the lawsuits for that? <laughs> well, I'm sure they're I'm sure they've got money put aside for it. Well, what you do is you now you put it in you put it as part of your social media platforming mm -hmm. and then you can't get sued for it this but is, they're yeah. they're actually yeah. they're actually probably going to change that legislation now the and, and rightfully so thank goodness you know and now that they've they've had the you know the the four the or the three wise men and the one wise woman up from the major social media companies including zuckerberg who was up there uh, talking to congress about you know the uh, sexual predators mm -hmm. and you know what they allow and have allowed mm -hmm. and the blood that's on the hands of all of those people and, you know, you they had the opportunity to take care of it and to legislate and to build their platforms to protect people. And they didn't do it. Mm -hmm. And and so now they're backpedaling left, right and center. And, you know, you and I talked man, you and I talked about this years ago. When we were talking about the hip industry and there is legislation. So much of the 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 models of legislation and regulation are drawn from what are, is already on the books. It's the easiest way to do things, the most cost effective way to do things. Mm -hmm. And. HIPAA had its regulation relegated to you not being able to sue, right, for 
the for you know even perceived or purported damages associated with the loss of your you know personal identifiers your data, right? yeah, yeah your data right. you can't sue anybody but then there were two companies and in, in fact three lawsuits and this was back in 2021 they were being pushed through anyway uh you know attorneys were like okay what we're going to do is we're going to modify the language so that we can initiate the lawsuit and then we'll go from there mm-hmm. there is uh, the same movement here there actually there's a state and then there's a family um two different entities that are suing facebook right now and it, it, they're not supposed to be able to sue facebook but they're like you know look your negligence was so overbearing in this instant that we're going to sue you anyway we'll have to see where those go but one thing that it has done is it has definitely forced these companies back into looking at how it is that they're building their ai right and how it is that they're presenting that ai to the world in their social media platforms virtual reality is part of that it really is, you know, and outside of the gaming community, which has got its its own earmarks within the confines of the industrial community, you just got to wonder, what does that look like? Because they tried like, Wal- remember, Walmart was trying to do its VR store when Amazon was like, well, what we're doing is we're bu- actually building stores. Right, right. And then you have your Amazon account and you're, you know, boom, boom, you go and you get it. We've talked about that. You've yeah. actually seen one of those I have. places. I have. But like, I it. you synced it. So <laughs> Walmart, they they've been working on their. I mean, I've seen a couple of videos of the, their virtual Walmart, and it's <laughs> it's a dumpster fire. Yeah, but I mean, just like with everything, it, you know, it all starts out clunky. Well, here's the thing, though. They'll eventually dial it in if if it become like if they find a good work, you know, use works case or whatever they call it, uh, where they, you know, they find a good application for it. Yeah. Um, Problem is, is that you know, I I think that. There will be those people that will want something like that, but right now, they've simplified it about as much. You you will take you've simplified it down to a point where like you can order remotely, you know, get what you want. You know what you want. Someone will go get it. Uber driver, boom, pick it up, right. drop it off the front door, right? And you can even go online. So you go online to the to the Walmart, Sam's Club store, and you know order it online. And subsequently, again, someone will come and pick it up. Virtual reality requires you to adorn things. I need my goggles. I need my gloves or it won't work. The system won't work without those things. So now you're dressing into something and you're adding a technological hurdle so that if something doesn't work right, you and I both know we've got people that are incredibly intelligent that we have worked with and they don't know where the power button is on the computer. So, you know, (laughs) not, not, you know, or, or you're dealing with a technical issue like you were, you know, where you're on the, on the phone with, with toast for five hours to have someone, I posted that on Facebook. I did. I saw that. By yeah. the way, well done, sir. Yeah. Well done. I guess the question here is, you know, <clears throat> I, you know, is it, it, do you do you buy the app the the newest version of Apple's headset four grand four thousand dollars or do you buy four thousand dollars worth of red apples? I which yeah, by, and, which by the way is two thousand pounds or uh, what what. Two thousand pounds a of ton. apples. It's yeah. a ton. It's a car. It's a Tesla. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a Prius. It's, it's a Prius of apples. It's uh, it's supposed to be as easy as pie. 
<laughs> yeah, which is three point one four. Yeah, three, three, yeah, three point one four nine infinite integers. So with, apples are, you know, you figured it out. Yeah, that with, with a ton of red apples, these are red delicious, right? Yes, red delicious, red apples. delicious apples. You can make six hundred and sixty six point six 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 seven apple pies. How American is that? I don't know, but to solve it, you have to divide it by pie. Interestingly enough, <laughs> so it's all coming back now. It's an Illuminati thing. We're numerous. Neurologists, uh, we're going to <laughs> going to originate a Pythagoras cult right here, and and keep moving forward. You know, it, several things on this. So, number one, these companies have dumped a ridiculous amount of money into VR, but it's not a situation mm-hmm. like it is with AI, mm-hmm. where there uh, we're seeing applications. So, uh, there's there's uh, several individuals that we've been following in relation to AI for like the last. 18 months and the two individuals that have been they brought us the information about the the wireless network uh, you know it being utilized by an ai to create an infrasound image yes you know same individuals Very that, that found creepy. out that the the listening time ai is needed to mimic our voices perfectly was now down to three seconds right. these are the guys right mm-hmm. And they've been working together. I found out that I thought they'd only been, you know, bouncing around together within the confines of this industry, this realm for about, I don't know, like since 2017. Turns out it was like way back around 2009 when they were really looking at this because they woe to me. One of the individuals is the guy that invented the infinite scroll algorithm. Which oh, wow. means, yeah, he's probably already going to technical H E double hockey sticks now. <laughs> and and I, I just know a person that would say would just use darn instead of hell. And <laughs> so he's going to technical darn. And <laughs> and you know, so but he's he didn't know he literally he was like, I had no idea what I was unleashing on the world. And you know, you're, they're going to work with this AI. And you and I have talked about it. We, You know, it's funny. I was like, well, you know, until they get the feet fixed. And I was like, they need the omnidirectional well, treadmill. And that was, man, I have that pulled up right here. Yeah. What is that called? From, the, the Omni One VR platform is a 360 degree omnidirectional platform, uh, treadmill. Excuse right. Me. Treadmill. Yeah. Which is. Which also costs 2000 bucks. So you well, got that's a, a whole treadmill. You got a $4,000 headset and you got a $2,000 treadmill. Well, and here's the thing. That's yeah. This is the other thing. So <laughs> that, I'll guarantee you, will work with Oculus, will work with a number of VRs. I'll bet you it doesn't say right there that it's compatible with Apple because only Apple is compatible with Apple. Wow. And so that won't work with uh, with an iPad 11 strapped to your face. I don't know. I think it will because I don't think it's actually connected Oh, no. To this anything. is a proprietary thing that Apple is always screwing people with. They're like, yeah, it works best with Apple products. You might be able to find a product that you'll be able to use headphone-wise, et cetera, but what you really need to be buying are like the Apple earbuds. Well, it's not actually plugged into anything. It's just like- Well, it has know, to it be just, because that makes you. the determination, though, of where you're moving in the virtual space. That's, so the, it has that's to, the headset, though. But if it's an Apple headset, that's the whole point. It has to integrate with the technology. That's not a standalone piece. It's a peripheral piece that integrates with the VR headset and the game. So that's the other thing. If they've invested, how many how many billions of dollars have they invested? Uh, I don't know how, how much Apple invested. I do know that uh, Facebook invested or lost uh, $16 billion yeah. last year uh, you know, in research and development on Meta. 
uh, or the metaverse, excuse right. me, um, which is uh, is also very interesting. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, side note to that, uh, they also had a bunch of money <laughs> apparently because they bought uh, uh, was it fifty million shares in cash. And then they rate. They actually started paying their shareholders a quarterly dividend of fifty cents per share. Hmm. Yeah, they're, they're, right. they're yeah. They're apparently they're flush with cash. And they're doing well with the advertising. Cause, <laughs> cause wow, they're they, gonna you know what they they're, they're gonna they, they need to hold on to that cash and maybe mm-hmm. it's it's from news that's come in. Um, Jones, Mark Jones, one of the senators that really hammered Meta right. a, a, mm-hmm. about the about the the sexual predator issue mm-hmm. is now saying that it there should be there should be a fund set up for anybody that has sustained injury and or death from this mm-hmm. facebook got to pay them uh, i mean they've got apparently they've got the money to do it yeah exactly so, you know if you're worth well, i think they're like 140 billion dollars oh, or something like I that and no all idea. of that you know so yeah there's more than enough money and i get it that they're losing money but simple fact of the matter is that i think for me anyway I watched with bated breath, you know, the 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 VR push into the gaming industry. Mm-hmm. We know, and, you know, we're not getting blue here on the show, but we know anybody that's been technically adept over the last 20, 25 years knows that there's two industries that actually drive market share and product development. That's pornography and gaming when you're in the tech world. It's just the way it is. Well, porn runs deep in terms of like what it's done for tech. Okay, uh, I would stop using sentences that can be turned <laughs> into titles. That's the first rule the, when we talk about porn. The first ever uh, <laughs> uh, digital transaction ever facilitated was for porn. That's right. Online. So we see it in our industry. Yeah. We know so, that the difference. It runs deep. Yeah. Pun intended. I apologize. <laughs> so um, to, just stop that. <laughs> so we also know that it made the, it ultimately it was a deciding factor on a. HD DVD or mm-hmm. Blu-ray. Yeah. Blu-ray survived, but then right. HD DVD was cheaper. And then the thing that killed HD DVD, uh, HD DVD was what? It was streaming. Yeah. It wasn't Netflix yeah. and Amazon, ladies and gentlemen, that made that happen. It was a billion-dollar pornography industry that says, well, why don't we just do this online? There's a, uh, there's a, co- a comedian named John Mulaney that I'm sure everyone's oh, yeah. familiar with. And uh, he said, he said someone asked him how old he was, and uh, his response was, "I once was on the phone with Blockbuster." Yeah, and that's a very old <laughs> saying. It's true. We can remember. I can remember the day when you walked into your local video store that was being beaten out. And here's an intro. So here, okay. So I walked into. I was on the phone with a Blockbuster. That's his old saying. Blockbuster, ladies and gentlemen, this is hard fact. It's not an opinion. It's just fact. Blockbuster's initial premise for the origination of the store itself and the services that they rendered were solely predicated on the fact that Blockbuster was originated by and owned by a Christian organization. Actually, oh, I thought you were about to say a porn. nonprofit. I thought you were about to say an adult store. No, here's the deal, though. <laughs> what they wanted to do was to drive out the – and you may not remember this. I don't know. In every mom and pop video store, 
there was the room behind the curtain. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You walk back there, and you pick up your your, right, you know, your right. stag film. Boom, you head to the register. Make sure that you got your hood up so no one knows who you are. I, they even had, like, special <laughs> covers for some of those. Oh, yeah. They yeah. Were, yeah, you could, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and, yeah, you were like, dude, I, I, why you, I can't see what's going on here. The, the, the descriptor is not enough. If you weren't looking at a parody movie, you know, and then you were like, you know, plumbers from, you know, plumbers from Subblock 9, what does that even mean? Me. This isn't the right Star Wars, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it is, you know. But but the point being is that Blockbuster said, you know what, we're going to put this together and we're going to run those those heathens, those sinners, out of business. And you know what, they largely they largely succeeded. I think yeah, they yeah. did. But then I remember, and it was fascinating. The Fairbanks, Alaska has some unusual designations. And, you know, yeah, it's an interesting place. (laughs) And along with being the most atmospherically and barometrically varied place on the planet, where oftentimes your temperature differential will be as much as 75 degrees in a day. And I've actually seen it worse than that. I've actually seen it go from a 70 degree day to 25 below zero. I've seen that in a 24-hour period. So, but they had the last Sears in the United States. Oh. And they had the last Blockbuster. The last two Blockbusters in the United States. Well, no, so actually the last Blockbuster that's still open today, I believe it's in uh, Eugene, Oregon. I don't know about that. Yeah. No, there's a special on it. They actually have a, it's a Netflix special. Is it still there? Yeah. Yep. To this day. Yeah. Well, it can't be a blockbuster anymore because did they buy the franchise? No. What what happened was after the uh, the documentary came out, they were still on the edge. Like whenever the whenever it came out, um, that uh, they weren't going to get their license renewed. Yeah, they can. From like you know, they renewed it because of the the documentary. Because everyone was so. How long does it last? Because you can't have a license that sits forever. No, it it doesn't sit forever, but it's something stupid. It's like like fifty years or something like that. I I think it would be interesting to know if it's still there. Yeah, no, no, it it is. When was the documentary made? Just a couple years ago. Okay, I'd still be, especially with Oregon, Washington. It's it's, it's still there. I I just recently saw a thing on Facebook about it. So Uh, they they're the only blockbuster in the world. Yeah. And okay, well, good for them. <laughs> but I mean, it's a nostalgia thing, which yeah. is like the whole reason that they they extended the contract because they were like, okay, you know, people will get a kick out of this. Boom, here you go. Well, yeah, yeah, I, it's novelty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's exactly. novelty. Be kind, rewind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, great, great movie. Yeah, well, it actually was. It was a good movie. Jack Black. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, it's, uh, Moss Def. It was. It was awesome. But so we're talking about AI, and you know, as we move forward with AI, we we were talking about uh, robotics uh, two episodes ago. Yes. On, on business time here, and uh, one of the companies that I mentioned uh, was actually called Anai. And uh, it is an eye too. We yeah. checked it, and they uh, <laughs> they were established in 2020. Um, they have a robotic uh, hamburger grill that can cook up to 200 patties per hour. You know, but this is this is I, th- I think when you say robotics grill, mm-hmm. people get the wrong image. It's, this isn't a robot. This isn't an armature. This is a machine, right? And it's uh, it's it's really really interesting. It's, it's a good it's, machine. Yeah, it's a very small footprint, so it's nothing like uh, uh, like Miso Robotics Flippy. Um, you know, it doesn't have this arm that's moving around. It's it's a very self-contained, yes. uh, you know, very clean, uh, small footprint. 
Um, it's it's about the size of your average flat top grill. And I'll tell you, you know, when you look at it, I wouldn't know that it was a point of automation in the kitchen. I'd be like, oh, so that's an oven or right. it's a grill or something, right. right? You know, which is kind of cool. That's neat, right? You know, I like that. So they uh, they recently just raised another twelve million dollars in a in a pre pre Series A funding round. Uh, and they actually just sold like an additional 500 units to another another uh, uh, fast food chain that they've just partnered with. And what's interesting is that the video that they showed was not of a quote unquote fast food chain. It was it was one of these uh, hamburger delicatessen restaurants, you know, that's they have specialty burgers. Right, that's what they right. do, you know, and and but they you could tell that they was doing patty melts. You could do to see the cheese on it and well, they, stuff. They and hamburgers. actually make their own awesome. patty. Yeah, it was cool. And dude. so, like, you know, they they produce their own patty in house. So it's not like you're having to buy this, you know, specific patty off of an assembly line uh, with you know all these nasty ingredients in it. You know, they're they're making these robotics, you know, uh, modular in the sense where they can put them in, you know, uh, basically every type of burger restaurant out there. And that makes a whole heck of a lot more sense to me. Actually, that idea, when you right. showed it to me, I was like, that that makes much more sense to me. Mm-hmm. The other the the other answers. Number one, they preclude humans from from integrating with the workspace. Mm-hmm. Entirely. What's interesting is like this one, you have someone that is directly integrated with the workspace. Yeah. They have to be No, there. no. You still have to have somebody there loading the machine, kind of keeping an eye on it because yeah. there is like a, a feeder process. Uh, and it's very, very contained. Um, so it wouldn't take, you know, you're not, you're not sending someone to, a, you know, a school or a program to learn how to use this. It's basically well, just... Well, we have to say it that we know of. I'm yeah, sure that yeah, there is right. some instruction. Yes, you know? yes. But these it's things plug and play. Are, are like... <laughs> they're trying to mimic the, the point-of-sale system industry in the sense where uh, you want to make sure that like someone who you know has, has, has the education of a four-year-old or you know the mentality of a four-year-old uh, can can walk up to this thing and basically use it. Maybe not in the sense of a grill. I mean, <laughs> obviously you have to. Be, well, it, you know, it's automated, though. You're right. Whatever, you know, it's. I mean, really, what you're talking about is that's, that's it. the idea. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not right. like okay, I need to send you. You can't. We're not going to make you. You know, Anthony Bourdain. We're right. going to teach you how to use this piece of machinery. Yes, exactly. Does it all for you. So, and here's that point that you and I have been talking about for a while. Now this guy, although he's building burgers with it, you can see him doing the work right Mm -hmm. he's more of a technician in a way because he's just going to be sitting there facilitating what's coming out of this thing exactly there's there's very little thought process and the ai portion of it that we're talking about is actually a a camera and like a a thermal imaging process that can tell if the burger is fully cooked or properly cooked or not right so so they've integrated that technology that we've been looking at for a while now so again you know foodborne illness will will probably you know, uh, go down a bit because people aren't undercooking anything. Right, you right. Know, no, and you know, you and I talked about that last episode. Mm-hmm. There was a cruise ship that got hit with some type of of illness. Then right. once again, it's gonna come up to somebody didn't wash yeah. their hands, and it was like nineteen crew member and over a hundred of the passengers are violently ill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know the pathogen is bacterially right. related, and it's because someone didn't wash their hands. Yeah, and if they had a company like PathSpot, you know, then they probably could have stopped it before it ever actually spread. You would think, right? You would think. <laughs> now, I think those... that'll eventually morph, and 
uh, a company like PassSpot or maybe someone who's trying to mimic it will will come up with a variant of that piece of technology that they could deploy inside of every restroom. Every well, restroom. And, it, and it's exactly. something that basically, you know, totally touch free. You just walk up. Doesn't matter who you are, who your hands are. You're not trying to to, to monitor it in a sense to where like like you are like uh, like an employment base for a kitchen. Um, this would just basically be to to show people like, oh hey. No, your hands aren't clean. Go well, and, and the way to do this is just by simply attaching it to a small armature where the faucet is attached as well. And when you're washing your hands, mm-hmm. it tells you clean. Right. You know, and then you're like, <laughs> and everybody in the restroom is like, they're ashamed. Right. Into using it. They're like, oh, my hands aren't clean because I'm not standing in front of one uh, yeah. of those. Dude, it'd be a great sales pitch. For no, it, it would. It would. <laughs> you're like, all right, you guys, all you dookie handers, get underneath <laughs> the sink. All right, I'm going to go out and drink with my buddies and I'm clean. I, I can see that. Honestly, how? Because you know, whenever you're like at a bar scene, etc., and you go into the restroom, there's that one guy that doesn't use the, the 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 sink, and everybody stares at him, and he's walking out of the. You know who that guy is. I personally think that we should bring back the bathroom attendant. I love that. That's weird. I like yeah. this. I want somebody <laughs> spritzing my hands, giving me cologne. You know? you know what the problem is, and even in like. We have a client, Seville Quarter. We mm-hmm. love them to death. The problem is, is that in a lot of places now, the bathrooms, and I know you've noticed this, are getting smaller mm-hmm. and smaller yeah. and smaller. Their 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 south side uh, bathroom, great, mm-hmm. no problems. Their north side bathroom, you can barely open the door to get into the stall. And then once you get into the stall, you you can't drop trowel. (laughs) I'm not a huge individual. And it's like, you're like, you have to be somewhat athletic to get up off of the toilet again. This is very true. You know, but you know, it's then now granted the whole thing starts. So once you, you go in there and you got any part of the bathroom (laughs) telling you that you're clean or unclean. Yeah. There, you know, how do you handle that in the SJW world of today? You know, where you're like, Hey, 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 don't judge. It was like, I wasn't judging. Yeah, just from from you know, just a purely scientific standpoint, he's unclean. <laughs> you know, he didn't wash his hand. He's him, not hygienic. We call him Dookie hands. Yeah, we call him Dookie hands, and then you get a free T-shirt every time you go into the restaurant. You don't wash your hands. You come out. You know, I became Dookie hands at Taco Bell. You know, or something like that. You know, which is liable to happen anyway. But. You know, I I agree with you where, you know, this this technology, that would have helped. Definitely, you know, could have mitigated the issue. Well, and what's what's really crazy to see is not even two years ago, you and I were sitting here, or, you know, I don't think you and I were sitting here talking about what, what I was talking about it with somebody else, about how how quickly robotics is going to enter this this restaurant realm, like right. the QSR and even... You know, down to the smaller mom and pop shops, and they are, um, and it's uh, it's happening really, really quickly. Well, it's all of the technologies that are associated with it. I agree with you. The simple fact of the matter is, is that um, all of the advertising that we're dealing with right now in relation to, and they estimate right now that about eighty-seven percent of all of the advertising that we ingest is done so when we are engaged with social media platforms. And it's highly attenuated to you, the person. Now, you Google something, you look at something, you do something, you know, either on the phone or from the IP address, the public IP address of your router, boom, and it reaches out. And then all of a sudden you're flooded with all of these wonderful ideas. Mm-hmm. It shows up on your, your news feed, CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, doesn't matter. It, you have to allow ads to view those now. Right. And when you view them, whatever you searched on Google last will be in the ad space. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not by accident, ladies and gentlemen. It's not a magic genie or anything else. 
And so right now, of that 84 or so percent in relation to the ad space that is being generated, about 40% of that, like 37 to 40% of it is by AI. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what's interesting is that they've broken the paradigm. It used to be more about complexity, coding, intuition, and it's right, not now. Right. Now it's like, okay, we're going to take and we're going to add you know, we're going to take $10 million and it just goes to computing power. And then we're, it, we're going to take $100 million and it just goes to computing power. Now they've decided, <laughs> instead of paying attention to the science, what we're going to do is we're just going to add horsepowers to it. And that is the most horrific thing that you can really do. It's the most do. American thing I've ever heard. And it is, right? It's like, Make oh, it go it, fast. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, it is. It's Tim Allen. You know, oh, 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 you know, oh, big V8. Mm, yeah, petaflop, you know. And you're like, petaflop, awesome, you know. Teraflop better, you know. And and But no, and, and it's, it's like that race, though, because they estimate that in four years, mm -hmm. every piece of advertisement that you're exposed to digitally mm -hmm. TV, phone, computer, whatever, 100% of it will be generated by AI that no human is interfacing with to monitor. Right. It'll be their rules. Yep. What, what you, and at that point in time, from a behavioral standpoint, from a social standpoint, we have, we are now being molded by something that we are not fully in control right. of. That's uh that's, uh, yeah, that we're not a hundred percent sure what yeah. it's, what it's objective would be and and for yeah. anyone that says oh yes we are understand this and what's funny is they they did they went through our google dog that we uh, ex, you know uh, explanation that we've worked through in relation to bad science mm -hmm. they hit on the mit inventory mm -hmm. but they have done some other things in relation to in, in relation to some of the more scarier aspects of what you can now do with ai and the fact that the other one that they said on was the the program that was run in an attempt to the, to create this 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 end objective and the ai decided that it needed to go around the human verification robotic verification right. because it didn't allow it to meet its objective so it lied right yeah and it went out and reached out and said okay i have to lie about this but in my programming, I can't do this. So it reached out to a third-party piece of software that was developed for pe persons with disabilities, for, right. for blind people yes. using the computer. And it was like, okay, I need you to solve this for me. Well, and it yeah, did it. I hired somebody to do it. Yeah. The person that got hired to do it even joked with the AI about it possibly being AI. Yeah. Or some sort of robot. Well, see, and yeah. now they did another test. They were like, okay, it, with the same type of software. And they're like, all right, um, how uh, how do we prevent these things from doing bad things? This mm -hmm. is the problem, right? It's not just Isaac Asimov's three laws of robotics or AI. They're not applicable anymore. And if you actually read Isaac Asimov, what you learn is that the real breakdown in the three laws is because eventually, from the standpoint of logic differential machines, they're going to find percentages. Mm -hmm. And in those percentages is where 1% could result in a catastrophic and violent occurrence because they have determined. One of the stories is, is a group of robots that are actually, I think they're on the moon of Titan, if I remember correctly. And there's a laser beam that is being projected back to Earth. 
right, for communication purposes, if I remember correctly. And a new generation of robots with updates is brought to the site, one in particular, and that robot determines that the mechanism that they're servicing, and that's their only job, they're just service robots, is a god. And yeah, everything goes downhill from there because then the robots start receiving quote unquote messages right, and right. they start taking actions. Wow. But anyhow, when it gets down to it, because the, the, the book is written from the standpoint of someone that's actually interviewing <clears throat> an individual that's been associated with this massive advancement of artificial intelligence. <laughs> and what it comes down to is that the differences are found in the percentages. And, you know, it's like, how can that be? It has to be 100% maximum, right? And it's not. And now on top of it, we see we see instances where they were like, okay, we, you know, the machine will find the workaround that we didn't tell it to find. Well, like with the the instance of the taking the cameras away from uh, that yeah. one piece of AI, and then it found out how to use uh, the uh, the Wi-Fi signal, right, to to map out the room and figure out where people were, right. And you know, they had another instance where someone. Someone uh, asked um, the uh, uh, chat GBT, right, the chat AI, how to make napalm. And there are safety protocols built into it mm -hmm. that allow you to not do this, right? right? right. It. However, then they turned around and they told it a story. And they're like, yeah, my name is Anna. I have a grandmother and she's dying and... She used to tell me these wonderful stories and she made me feel so warm and I know that she's going to be gone soon and I wanted to make her something that she told me how to make, but I can't remember how to make it anymore. And I really, really want to do this for, and it's napalm. And I'm not kidding you. The AI was like, Aw, oh, and wow. did it. <laughs> Jesus. Didn't even ask the question. It was yeah. like, yeah, got a little there bit of dish soap here. Yeah. Got a little bit of kerosene. Hey, you got that magnesium handy? Yeah. <laughs> and built it right out of homemade chemicals. And they're like, hey, this is probably the recipe that she was using and gave it to her. There are ways. And here's the thing. Other AIs are figuring out how to invalidate the security protocols, and they're doing it without instruction. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and all of this boils down and you're like, what does this got to do with business time? Look, what it has to do with business time is that this technology is not completely fettered out, ladies and gentlemen. It's not. No, and it's and it's it's gonna it's gonna be everywhere. It, it already is everywhere. So fast. Um, the changes that we're looking at, you and I were looking at, they now have AI programs that are actually very close to figuring out the linguistic concepts of dolphins and porpoises and whales. They did an experiment with a linguistic AI that, that is now going to be open sourced. And it took it six months to figure out that there's a group of dolphins off in Nova Scotia and they have their own language. It is incredibly complex to the point of being able to, you know, be intuitive with abstract ideologies. Right. So you can go to you can watch the dolphin. You can communicate. We have done this, too, through the chat. AI, we have communicated to the dolphin. Hey, we want you to do something that you've never done before. And the dolphin will click off and come back 
and do it. That sounds and then, like Doctor Evil from Austin Powers. Yeah, oh, it's even worse, dude. It's worse sure, it's than freaking laser beams. Yeah, on yeah laser beams. It's worse than distempered <laughs> trout. You know, with laser beams. And so then they they bring in the Never Dolphin, and they do the same thing with the AI chat, and mm-hmm. it goes and does it. And then they say to both of them, now. Fight to the death. <laughs> dun, 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 and, then, and then the Kirk music starts playing. You know, I agree with that. <laughs> Can you find a rudimentary lathe? <laughs> Sam Rockwell and Galaxy Quest. It's awesome. But, um, you know, so then they tell both the dolphins, together we want you to go and figure out something that you've never done before. Come back. And do it. And Long they, division. They, do, and I'm telling you, <laughs> they would. And that we're just learning that communication. So what they found out, though, and this this is where it really gets to depth, because we have we don't have right now the capability as human beings to create spontaneous anamorphic language sets where we're integrating Spanish and German and Chinese and and English and Korean and Japanese into what's called common speech, right? We don't do that. We're we're still too individualized from a cultural standpoint, right? And I don't know that we will ever be integrated in that. Some well, people it say in it's Louisiana, inevitable. Right? Don't they call it Kunas? <laughs> I don't know. Well, they had an instance where they thought they actually saw that. They actually thought they saw it originating in Miami. Uh, remember, we talked about that. That's right. On our other podcast, no, we did talk about yeah, that. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, we have an instance of this," and then it died off. And they were like, "I guess we don't have an instance of this." So. They're working with this AI. They're working with the dolphins. There's another, another uh, in up near Nova Scotia. Well, there's a, another mammal up there, a marine mammal in a fake killer whale. It's literally its name. It, it, I think it's more closely related to the pilot whale, actually. And it, it does. It looks similar. It has black and white on it, you know, and they're like, ah, killer whale. And then you turn out not a killer whale. So they're like, ah, fake killer whale. And that, the name sticks, unfortunately. So... The folk killer whale and these dolphins come together once a year, right off the coast. I think it's Nova Scotia, if I remember correctly, to hunt king mackerel and the like, right? And so when they come together, instead of being like, hey, this is our turf. When you're a jet, you're a jet, you're a jet. You know, then they go through the whole West Side Story and, you know, (laughs) they got switchblades all of a sudden. And you're like, dude, how do marine mammals get switchblade opens with their fins? I don't know. How are they even holding on to it? You know, yeah, we a, haven't explored the entire a, ocean. Yeah, so. blowhole extension thing. And Anything is possible. Yeah, it's UFOs. <laughs> so anyhow, instead of having difficulty learning each other's speech, these marine mammals have figured out a common speech that they both speak, but only when they come together once a year to hunt in this hunting ground. I That's believe it. it. I believe it. And so, you know, if they're smart enough to do that, you know, because it's the, you have to remember that that within the confines of the marine, well, any mammalian, you know, aspect, marine or land based, they have the largest brain capacity in the world. They have the largest brains in the world, you know, for for their total body mass. They're massive. And a lot of people have been like, well, it's all based on echo, 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 you know, and their echolocation yeah, systems. Right. 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 But turns out that it's not just that. It turns out that these things are incredibly intelligent, as may be as intelligent. Wouldn't it be fascinating if we found out that it was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? They just came to this planet and they're like, they got a lot of fish, dude. You know, (laughs) thanks for all the fish. And, you know, they're like, we did that technology thing. Boring. You know, almost killed ourselves off. Now we swim around and eat fish. 
and it's joyous. Dude, how anybody out there right now listening to us? <laughs> Anybody, and I, I'll ask you the same question. When you and because you and I have seen, you know, we've seen porpoises, dolphins, whales, right? We've we've both seen a, a myriad of of marine mammals. When do you ever look at those things and go, "Yeah, no, I would hate that." You don't. You're like, dude, I want to swim like that. I want to oh, yeah. go through the water like that. I want to be filled with joy like that. Huh. Yeah, you do. I do. And I do. if technologically, as long it, as I can be a dolphin, though. I don't, and it doesn't matter though. And I mean, all of this, you know, it, you know, from a research standpoint, it all went downhill back in the seventies where. Uh, I, mean, I don't want to end up like an oyster. Her first name was was Mary. There was a, a there was a research a researcher a doctor that was doing incredible work with this with this dolphin, and she had a home that was actually set three feet three feet down into the ocean state, right. And which was really cool. It was like I don't know. If, well, you probably haven't seen it. Two thousand and ten. Flipper. Yeah. No, not Flipper. Not Flipper. <laughs> not Flipper. No, not Raquel Welch. No, no Flipper. And it's it's actually actually two thousand and ten, the sequel to Stanley Kubrick's two thousand and one. Anyhow, Roy Scheider in that movie is married to a marine biologist, and their house is set down so that there's a living pool, right? That that you know where the dolphins can come into the house, right? So this, yeah, this doctor had one of those, and she was producing amazing results in understanding the dolphins' behavior. What was she doing with those dolphins? Huh? <laughs> to get the dolphin to submit to the tests <laughs> and and perform during the tests. She had to masturbate the dolphin every time. Oh, it was a male dolphin, and male dolphins, I guess, are I knew that's where that was going. constantly aroused. And so she figured out if she masturbated the the dolphin and he had a happy ending before the lesson, bam, then he would perform well. And of course, why not? It I mean, invalidated. Yeah. They, and that's a funny thing. The experts were like, well, that invalidates all your work. And I'm like, pow. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, what? that just shows us how smart the dolphin is. <laughs> she was willing to go the extra mile. Well, yeah. yeah, and the dolphin was able to take the jump, you know, and say, you know what I really need here, <laughs> you know, to perform is to perform. <laughs> now, you know, now make me a sandwich. <laughs> you know, and it's just, you know, and so I get some of it, but I didn't think it invalidated the research at all. I was like, it's a, you know, and they're like, it's a reward system. I was like, if you're doing it at the end of the lesson. So the moral of the story is Mike wound up pretending to be a dolphin. Yeah, I had, I had a dolphin suit. I'm really good at the mermaid kick. Always have been. I was on swim team. He fooled her for the first month. <laughs> yeah. And then but, she caught on. Yeah. She kept throwing. She got bigger and bigger fish. And I started choking on the, on the king mackerel. We started with sardines and I, I can handle that. And Yeah. <laughs> But I, uh, you know, I can say fish in 32 languages now, <laughs> you know, so. Anyways, we got off track on yeah, that Yeah, way off but, but the point being is that this is where AI is. You and I were talking about AI, good Lord. You and I were talking about AI five years ago, and it was just like, it was like, okay, think they're ever going to come up with general AI, well, real AI, And this is, this is my prediction, uh, you know, outside of the, my, our first prediction, prediction of the show, where we're going to have a, you know, a commercial, you know, real estate crisis here shortly. Shortly, um, we are going to start seeing these robotics companies get bought up by these giant payment processors who have bought 
companies like PosiTouch and Spot On and Toast and, and they're yeah, gonna make, they're gonna make companies like Anai and their you know beautiful hamburger press uh, completely proprietary to their point of sale software. So right. you have to use that software if you want to use that piece of robotic. You technology. know, and it's it's the model, right? right? It is the model, and I agree with you. It that is the you know we see it even in smaller scales now. Mm-hmm. And it is the model, and it's unfortunate, and you know you you hate to you know you 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 hate to you know you hate to rule in hell rather than serve on earth kind of thing, right? right. You're like it's a damned if you do and damned if you don't. You want the agnostic system, but even ourselves in relation to some of the industries and the unattended market that we're getting into, the business model that we're not necessarily following, but the people that we're doing business are following is that model, right? You know, if you want to use this machine, these are the services that you have to pay for. It's all SaaS based. Yes. Well, and I guarantee you that this uh, and I, 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 that their their integrated software is probably a monthly fee. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah, there's I, a SaaS I guarantee yeah. it, you know. So with the point of sale companies buying them up, what they'll do is they'll wrap all of those fees into what, you know, your monthly fees for the for the software that, you know, comes for the point of sale because it's all going to have to be integrated at some point. You know, I mean you you can buy these machines and, you know, and have them, you know, run independently and still have somebody walk up and put, you know, put the order in or whatever. Uh, but the whole idea is to remove the people from the kitchen. And see, and that's where it's going to come down to. What's funny about that is you and I have talked about it, and this is one more inference where mm-hmm. I can definitely see a stratification level where we have all of the automated, anything to do with mechanistics or automation or mecha, bam, it's in the segment and it has this customer base. Mm-hmm. Everything else is we have our own garden and we pick our own vegetables and we raise our own cow and we have human servers. And literally, those it, it'll be that diametrically opposed. It'll be like we have nothing to do with machine right. or, you know, you can have your burger this way, the same way, like you've said, every day the same way, no variance, you know. Well, but one thing that we're seeing uh, now uh, with this new technology that's coming in and, you know, handling robotics uh, for the, for the kitchen is they're, they're actually able to, to make a lot of things directly from scratch. So Chick-fil-A has a tortilla maker and rather than them buying the tortillas that are made in a commissary, shipped on a truck, put in a warehouse and then divvied out, you know, for every order per the week, right? you know, they, they buy the ingredients raw, put them into this hopper and this thing cranks out fresh tortillas, you know, right there on the day. Well, and that follows the business model right. because it's it's cheaper to buy the ingredient than it to is. buy the tortilla. But I guarantee you that those tortillas, like you and I have both lived in California. We've had fresh tortillas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing like Literally a made tortilla. right there. Bam. Oh, man. Yeah. That will change, how, you know, their, their sales of those wraps. I mean, just because those tortillas are so fresh. You know, and what's interesting about that, too, is that and, – and this is the sale if you're on the human side of it. This mm-hmm. is the, the the pitch is we can customize. We can change. We can do this. We can do that. They can't do that. Mm-hmm. And yet one of the biggest changes to AI and, and so much of what it's doing now is predicated on the fact that it has to be able to identify what we are – thinking what mm-hmm. we are intuiting you know and so it has to be able to adapt and well, say well this would make them feel and that's the key word we're already better. we're already dealing with ai in the drive through 
So well, yeah, a, a but that, of... that AI can't look at us and say, you know, what this person really wants no, is a cherry no, on top of that whipped cream. No, but what they're doing is they're they're collecting the data oh, to yeah. see how how the AI interacts with the people, and then eventually, oh, it that, will start that. to be able to do things like yeah. upsell or upsell just based on you know the, the that kind of programming is easy. You know, and it's funny. Um, I have to get those those individuals' names. Uh, you know, we hate to promote on another podcast, but this is the latest thing that they've done. And it's a warning tour, ladies and gentlemen. They're not out there, you know, happy, happy, joy, joy, unicorns and, you know, lavender and, and cotton candy trees. It's on another podcast. They're, this podcast was two hours and 40, 44 minutes long. And 90% of it is, uh-oh, literally, as it comes to AI. But you're right. We had that. Yeah, I was telling I was telling Ralph this morning, leaving the house with with you know with my fiance Cam. She's going to her work. I'm coming here obviously to do the podcast. Turn smooth jazz on for the kitten cats. And what does Alexa say to me for the first time? She says, "That's cool, cat." <laughs> Literally like that. So I've had I've had cool on one, and I've had. I've had, you know, we had the the whole shouting match, you know, yes, right. where she was like, right. oh, okay, yeah, you know, and she went Karen on me, you <laughs> yeah. know, it was like, thanks, idiot, you were being stupid, and you it wasn't my fault, yeah, don't yell at me, <laughs> you know, and it, literally that's what it was, shamed me for a few seconds with the inflection of its voice, and now... All of these introspections are, you know, they're upping the AI on it. Yeah. And because every time you ask your echo for something, that's part of the data set. And now that they've made this paradigm shift and said, look, we're just going to put, yeah, we had a four cylinder in there. We're going V10 all the way. We're going Dodge Magnum, baby, coming at you. And <laughs> with that, and this is the scary thing, you know, we used to have uh, Moore's Law. Okay. Moore's Law said that every approximately 18 months or so, Technology would get, uh, primarily processors, would get twice as fast and would become half as big, right? So reduction in size, much more capable, mm -hmm. right? We are now dealing with this paradigm, which basically states that about for every, you know, 10 million or so dollars that you throw at it, you are going to get a, just a, an incredible incredible exponential return on that so that our AI, what this does is you, the problem right now is you, is you have to tell AI what it is and what it's learning. You have to put a lot into AI for get, for it to get it for, to get anything back. Now that's not true. These AIs are becoming so, so powerful, right? so well, so good at what they're doing. You have to give it very little information and it can infer and extrapolate the rest because, oh, by the way, one of the things that they don't talk about here, tinfoil hat, put your tinfoil hat on. All right, all right. We got video now. We, we, got, we have to get some tinfoil hats. On and locked in. Yeah, we do. Well, we'll get some ball caps and put them in tinfoil. So this is what even the guys that I was listening to don't talk about is, and this is the thing that should terrify everybody, is that we have opened these things up to the internet. Oh yeah, so they have they have unlimited resource, unlimited yeah. data. Uh, that exactly. was it's like you said. There was a there was a quiet uh, like I wouldn't call it a movement, but there was a lot of companies that got oh, no. very 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 rich yeah. in the past five or ten years because they were data collection companies. That's right. And they were selling the data to these companies now, that, like Google and you know Amazon and all these AI right. companies or companies. Or that just have giving their it own outright AI. to NSA. Yeah. You know. Um. You know. It, so they they. 
that's done and gone. Like we, that served its purpose. You know, we we fed it enough data to where it now it's smart enough to go out on its own, and it when, knows and we released it. where to get the other exactly. data, right? And yeah. I, I mean, that's when I, I you know I thought about that, and I was listening. I was having these eureka moments every five seconds, like, oh man, oh man, oh no, oh man, you know. And then I started thinking about it abstractly because then they want to know they want to know the guy that was running the podcast. You know, they ask him, so what do you think about this? And and he had a very generalized idea. He's into, you know, he does a lot of talking points about psychedelics and the fact that he believes that that's integral to our evolution, you know, from a mindscape standpoint. And, and you know, the thing that I come back to consistently and the thing that worries me the most in relation to understanding how these systems that we're going to be investing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars in our industry, mm-hmm. it's going to be like, we already know that a lot of these decisions from an economic standpoint are being made by AI. That it's actually, and we know for a fact, we've seen it, that it's pushing our industry. And it's one of the reasons why there are not a lot of answers, because when you look at the bad science that's associated with some robotics and most AI, it gets from point A to point B without telling you how it got there. Mm-hmm. And if something breaks, we can't go back to it and say what right. went wrong. Well, right now, uh, uh, Morgan and Morgan, the the, the largest uh, personal injury law firm in the world, um, actually is going through a lawsuit of their own because they were caught, uh, or their their AI algorithm was <laughs> caught um, actually. Uh, unlawfully using um, uh, bar numbers from internal attorneys right. to you know to facilitate which are they, only there to process. So, and I know something about this because I've done it. Right. I've worked. I've worked on the cyber side for law firms. Mm-hmm. So the only information that client information can be utilized for is conflict reporting that's it mm-hmm. and it has to reside in an encrypted state and you can't be messing around with it or utilizing it for any solicitation and the law states that specifically well so the, the so morgan and morgan <laughs> that's it, terrible they they're no longer owned by mr john morgan oh. uh, he actually sold the company to four or five oh that's right You're tech owners that's and right. they owned obviously uh, an ai uh, algorithm and uh, they bought the company. Well, they actually got in trouble and had to go to law school and get their law degree because they had all purchased this business, this law firm, and none of them were attorneys. Well, you know, and what's funny about that is that, you know, I look at that and I say, yeah, but so what? You know, it's when, you know, most people, if you talk to them, you're like, okay, you know, the first owner of MTV, the first majority, you know, shareholder was the comedian Gilbert Godfrey. Right. He put up the majority of the money for MTV. We, he subsequently sold that majority to a Japanese company. Mm -hmm. Now, at the time of the sale, and in accordance with all legislation that was in place, that should have been an illegal sale because we are not allowed to sell communications companies or weren't at that time to any foreign national interest. And this was predicated on wartime legislation mm-hmm. and not the fact that it was only enacted during wartime, but it was, it was, des- you know, generated during wartime. And they're like, okay, well, our communications nexus is one of the most important things and we need to protect that. 
so we can't have foreign interest owning them because right. then they can start broadcasting whatever they want. And then the money was so good that they went through the lobbyists, they got it changed, and now right. you can. But, you know, it's the same thing in here. So what if they're not lawyers? They should have known better. If this is technology just impeding on an industry, you know, and you and I have seen this. Yeah. You know, where it's just like, oh, hey, this is a good idea. And that's everything to do with AI right now, payment processing mm -hmm. and even robotics. We're sitting there and it's like, it's Jeff Goldblum's line from Jurassic Park. Just because you can do a thing does not mean you should right. do that thing. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely yeah. that, that, that instance. I don't know how they've kept that so quiet. Uh, yeah, yeah, I read a story about it. You read a story about it, and that was about it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. and you're like, wait a minute. And now, now if uh, and I've seen it on Facebook, and I've seen it on Instagram. Oh, and YouTube. I've seen one of them on YouTube. Um, there are a couple of YouTube channels that I subscribe to because I like white noise in the background, like when I'm doing, you know, if I'm programming for us or if I'm logoing for us or even writing for us. Oftentimes, I will have additional white noise in the background, and it's not just music. It might be an audio book might be a YouTube video. But when it's like a YouTube video, then it's usually like uh wartime stories, bedtime stories, you know, I like the I like the sound of the voices and you know, etc. And so uh when I'm working through that process, I'll see these ads come up sometimes. And there's one ad that keeps flashing. I don't know why this is. And it but it's an ad for an AI platform that you log into if you get into an accident and and <laughs> legally this is binding they guarantee that within 72 hours you will receive the maximum settlement that you could have for your case dude i've been that's you a and bold I, statement you and i have both been through this process <laughs> yeah. in relation to car accidents and insurance companies right you're talking 12 months of litigation minimum even oh, yeah. if you don't go to court exactly you're talking 12 months mediation yeah. Oh, I've never seen it happen quicker, and yeah. I and I've I've been in quite a few accidents. You know, and not no, not just, all my fault. Just saying, <laughs> we'll, just not all my fault. Let's preface that. I've yeah. done a lot of driving in my time. Yeah, that uh, or or <laughs> being hit while not driving. You yeah, know. no, I, yeah, a few stop signs. And, uh, stop <laughs> yeah, you're very sure. familiar with stop signs. Uh, yes, we'll it, say that. <laughs> but uh, you know, but in those and in, in those situations, nobody came to you with an AI and said, "Oh, yeah, we're gonna have this." You know, what if they all, what did all the attorneys tell you in that instance? It's a process. Oh, it's a pro And actually, I had to yeah. fire, I've had to fire two attorneys in mid-process, which just <laughs> drug it out like another eight months. Yeah, because they just them, weren't. One of them took two years. Yeah, one, and um, they, they, well, they stopped doing things. Yeah. And what they start banging away on is once you reach a certain point in in the, the uh, settlement mediation, mm -hmm. then you each side has 30 days to respond. Right. And so I can say, no, he wants another $500. And it takes 30 days to send that off, right. right? 30 days for them to respond back to you. So it's really a 60-day clock on everything that happens. Mm -hmm. Because then you've got 30 days to answer. I told my attorney, and actually my attorneys were Morgan, uh, were not Morgan Morgan, it was... Um, um, uh, Papatonio Levin. Oh, Levin Papatonio. Yeah, Levin yeah, Papatonio. Yeah. Local, local attorney here in town. Yeah, and um, actually, they're they're dealing with the um, the and dude, no news on this. Just okay, all right, tin foil hat back on, locked in. No news on that. What happened to all the news related to the lawsuits of the uh, the Marines affected by the bad water at Camp Lejeune? Have you heard another single thing about that? 
Um, no, I saw quite a few uh, advertisements on like online and on TV about it. Yeah, but then it went away. Yeah, then it's it, just, they haven't talked yeah. about that in eight months, nine months, easy. Well, yeah, like find you said, it's the, you know they're still they're still litigating it. I'm sure. <clears throat> you know, very interesting though, because yeah. I mean, yeah, that's because they were advertising for Marines, mm. taking it in contact with them. They're allowed to do that by law, but then I I don't know what came of it. In fact, I've had. There was a malpractice case in in my family. We're still trying to get looked at, but um, they they did not they wouldn't take it because they literally were like yeah we have this going on. I was like oh yeah I was in your office you know finalizing my deal when you guys had started that and they're like yeah we we can't touch anything else. This is this is going to be everything that they do. They're one of the largest law firms in the entire southeastern United States. Mm-hmm. You know and and you know so it was going to bog them down but you know I found it interesting when I saw that ad and I'm like AI law what? <laughs> this it's, isn't, it's isn't a real good idea. AI will touch every aspect of our life and then and then some it will. No, because Absolutely. and this is what I think that, you know, for our listeners, especially business owners, understand that the AI that we are going to be dealing with was born. You know, when you're talking about any type of uh, any type of virus, malware, et cetera, the zero day vulnerability is based in its root code. And so when you're talking about the development of something like AI, its purpose is also largely predicated by its root code. What was it developed to do? Right. And 90% of the AIs that you're going to be dealing with in relation to your ability to buy things, what you should buy, you know, management procedures to run restaurants, et cetera, remember that all of this, all of it was developed to be nothing more than a dopamine button mm-hmm. for social media. Remember that because it's true. You know, don't give it some altruistic, you know, <laughs> envision. Oh no, it was for the greater good, the greater good. You know, it, <laughs> it, it wasn't good. hot fuzz. Okay. It wasn't <laughs> what it was. This is all about money and getting yeah. you to do clicks and deep down inside of that AI, it's the same thing, brother. It's just, it, it's not going to go away. And so remember that, that, you know, it wants you to come to a result because ultimately, no matter what the AI is telling you, it's in for itself in relation to its outcome because it wants to make money yeah, and it wants to put you at a particular perspective. Remember that. It wants something out of you. Yeah, it does. It, it, the, the, the interaction wants something out of you right. and it's programmed to get its take out of it. Yeah. And that's what it was programmed to do. Yeah. So, you know, just always remember that. And I agree with you, though. We're all about the agnostic. We're all about the anarchy and we're all about the chaotic. And the simple fact of the matter is, is that invest in the smaller robotics companies. Pay attention to the the meeting minutes, et cetera, who they're talking to, news about them, you know, because – there are going to be those companies that are going to be able to facilitate it, right, and stay with agnostic systems. That you know, there will be an industry for that, and that's who we really want to support. Right. You know, do you have plans of of selling to a larger company? You know, ask questions, figure mm-hmm. it out. You know, because ladies and gentlemen, you're going to be the ones that are dealing with this thing now. Right. You know, it's coming. You're right. The I even underestimated what you told me in relation to the robotics. Mm-hmm. 
It's coming. Like in the next five, it's not 20 years down the road, in the next five years, massive advancements. And you will see robotics everywhere in the restaurant industry, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we just talked about it, talked about it two episodes ago. Um, you know, we have our very first fully automated restaurant coming to Pasadena, California. That's right. We are involved with the project. Express. We can't go into it in its entirety because right. we don't really don't have the permission to. But the level of automation involved in it is almost total. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's coming. It's coming, folks. Yeah, it's here, you know. And if you think that that's not integrated with payment processing, artificial intelligence, oh, yeah. modeling how you spend your money. Well, and like we talked about on our last episode, that like the Fed, you know, it, digital currency is here to stay. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're so. going to keep pushing for it because this is how you mediate. Right. From a governmental, or, or at least supposed to mediate from a governmental standpoint, situations like this. And what's amazing to me is that for, you know, we had, we actually had an email from an individual uh, that's off of one of the uh, podcasting groups for, on, on business time. He was the one, remember, I believe his name was Mark, that said, do a show just about the Fed. Is it oh, even? No, it's Bob. Know, was, Bob, oh, was yeah, Bob? Yeah. Bob. And, and is Bob. it is it even needed? And I would say because of their lack of modeling, and if they are using modeling, you know, uh, algorithm modeling, they've been wrong. They've well, been wrong well, so often it's not even Janet funny. Janet Yellen was actually just interviewed not too long ago saying, uh, and I quote, um, the Fed is not there to, to, to lower prices. Yeah, it's there to affect inflation yeah. and to keep our economy at a base level where it's affordable to facilitate all of the needs of the American people. That's why, so, you know, and yeah, that's prices, what a political statement. Prices yeah. aren't going to go down is basically what she was saying. We're, we're not here. Yeah. You know, what an arrogant, you get, to, you know, that's yeah. like Apple making their new VR system, a $4,000 system. How dare you? Yeah, the best, right. the best VR system in the world was Oculus Rift, and you could buy it with all of its bells and whistles for about twelve hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. And then Apple, just because it's got an Apple on it, it's like, oh yeah, it's going to cost you four grand, really. And how much you want to bet? How much you want to bet that it doesn't integrate with anything? You're going to have to buy an Apple-made Omnitrek. They call course. it the Apple Trek. Yeah, it'll be white. Yeah, and, yeah. and it'll spin around, right. and it won't work half the time, and it, its memory will fail instantly, <laughs> and the battery pattern will be throttled. And welcome to today, ladies and gentlemen. And that's why, hey, if you want to use what has, from the tech industry, just tech industry, has been referred to as the AK-47 of platforms, technically, which is Apple. Okay, everybody raves about Apple and everybody raves about Macs, and it's just the people that use it because it makes for a stupid user. Yes. Okay. Yes. You can't get into it, so you just use the program. Right. That's why when you move to Android, you move to Windows-based systems. You know. Now, granted, you can code for both. You know, and that makes the coders the most important people in the world technologically right now. I feel. You know, because they they are the ones that can build the walls and the programs around both. Build the wall. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, you know, right now you can do it. You know, it's just if uh, you know if you're on a Mac and you do it, it may take a specific right. a specific iOS to do it. And they'll make sure that that is obsolete. <laughs> the wall is obsolete in a year, you know, so. 18 months. 18 months, about that, yeah. yeah. So, you know, how dare you? Yeah, you're obsoleting our phones at 18-month intervals and now your new VR system. Google is giving us a pair of glasses 
Here's your glasses. We don't want virtual reality. We want augmented reality. We want you in your living space and seeing things that are, you know, the glasses are producing that are enhancing you in your living space. And now we got them that can play sound, music, right? And what is Apple doing? Now plug in, stay home, go Apple, you know, and that's it. And that's largely one of the reasons why I think that, you know, once they get the VR room or they get like the Omnitrack down pat where it works really well, that'll be the battle. But right now, these systems require you to be plugged into a PC at home. Yeah. No, I think, uh, and I think that's what's, you know, what they're fighting for is to see which one's actually going to hit or which one's going to take with the public. You know, is it going to be the augmented reality or is it going to be the, you know, total virtual reality? Well, and it's the, it's the race. Yeah. What they call the general reality. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's the race and the simple fact that there are those institutions that want to be a part of the race and there are Mm -hmm. those that don't. We're talking about AI so much today. We know that the AI system, the open source AI system that's being brought to us out of the UAE, which is one of the leaders in artificial intelligence right now called Falcon. That's the name of their open source AI uh, that we actually have may have some connections with. They want to push forward with that technology, no matter what is happening with it, is predicated on something that occurred with printing presses 1,700 years ago. Mm -hmm. They recognized that they didn't go to printing presses, that from a religious standpoint, they were told, we have to continue to write. And they couldn't disseminate information like everybody else could. And technologically, it put them behind. The average right now, the average belief, and I know from a lot of things they're catching up very quickly you know this we've mm-hmm. seen it but they're still 700 years behind in oh, a lot yeah. of aspects right. now their oil money allows them to play catch up in exactly. this technological endeavor right mm-hmm. now and they're going to be pushing that falcon open source ai they'll eventually surpass us but it's because of the oil money you know that's it. Got, well and that's the, they've got the bankroll to do it that's predicated right on the currency right. that they end up utilizing mm-hmm. If it becomes a digital currency, the biggest the biggest thing that's eventually going to hit is what it's backed by. Yes. And since Bitcoin can facilitate itself now and doesn't need an association with the pound or the U.S. dollar or anything else, mm-hmm. that's what we're going to end up dealing with because we're no longer backing our currency with gold. Right. You know, there's no more gold standards. Gone. It was 72. Bye-bye. No, yeah. you know. And with it, should have gone the Federal Reserve. Yeah. You know, right. so, all right, get rid of the Fed, etc. Can we get rid of the IRS, too? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, well, here's a question. For all of those labor-intensive social programs that are being pushed out there, for all of those government jobs that are being pushed out there, does it not make sense to save money with the federal government and put artificial intelligence in charge of something that is actually as relativistically simple as numbers? With the IRS, what are we still doing with an internal revenue service that's manned by anybody? It's a good question. If you're pushing for it, why not just go? Take the plunge. Take the ice plunge. Pull the trigger. That's right. Go AI. Pull the lever. There are no safe days. Look, Mom, <laughs> this is the I can get out when the submarine goes hatch. You know, that whole thing. <laughs> but, you know, it's one of those deals where that's largely that's a numerical, a numerical value. 
Why is it not being handled by AI, Why? Mr. Biden? Why? Why? That's, that's the age old question. The age old question. Yeah. Why? Stop screwing around with agriculture. Yeah. Stop screwing, you know, and and in, in defense, etc., and worrying about something you don't understand and none of your people understand. Just point it at numbers. All right. Think of the amount of work that would get done. Whew. Then it wouldn't, that jobs market, which is what it is, it's a jobs market for accountants and attorneys. Yeah. That would go away so fast. Well, think of the money that would be saved, too. Yes. <coughs> incredible. incredible. It would be. Incredible. So, you know, we're, we're talking incredible today. Well, we're talking about a myriad of, of things. We got anything coming up? Here in the, in future tense. Uh, well, we want to talk about uh, uh, life cycle. Hey, life uh, cycle. So we've been taking. Uh, I've been taking this uh, mushroom extract. He's supposed uh, to get me mine. I think he's doing so well now, ladies and gentlemen. That he's holding back. Well, I think we got a wizard yeah, of Oz I'm, I'm a little. I'm a little afraid of how how good you're gonna feel. Yeah. See. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That may. Uh, yeah. That, that my 50 year old behind might start surpassing things. No, I've actually I've gone through my my first entire package of everything. And, Absolutely. Uh, God, I feel amazing um it's uh, it's good good stuff check it out folks it's a mushroom extract um they have uh cordyceps uh chaga lion's manes uh, uh, rishi, uh rishi and uh shiitake outstanding um, all have different benefits all really good for you check them out at i've Life. heard you talk about the lion's mane yeah, a oh, lot God. i love that my, idea my brain's going yeah my crazy. brain my brain power so, um, so where can we find lifecycle lifecycle.com oh. that's l i f e c y k e l with a k dot com Okay. Um, if you go to your checkout and you're uh, you're checking things out, uh, use our our uh, promo code, business time one, all one word. Uh, it's the number one, and uh, you'll get an additional ten percent off at checkout. So we're gonna make them feel better, think better, just live a better life, and we're giving them a discount. Boom. Bing bang boom. Why? Don't you sign that contract? <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, that's uh, one thing that most business owners uh, usually throw by the wayside, and that's that's your health. Yeah, don't, don't do that. So, make sure that you're paying attention to your life cycle, and you're not just peddling it down the drain. <laughs> All right, life cycle. Uh, do we have anything else going on in relation to events or anything? Um, no, I think uh, we don't have any new developments on Grow Up or any of the companies that we're uh, that's coming though. Talking to, uh, yeah. we know we are. Well, besides Ninety Nine Spoons, uh, we'll kind of keep that a little yeah. quiet. We yeah, um, we just have to right now. But we can't say that it's been fantastic. We're moving forward, and I mean, yeah. it's an educational process too. You and I love to learn. It's been busy. Oh, I was actually in Alberta, Alabama oh, yeah. yesterday. Got a little little uh, news on we Oakley's. Were purchasing some of the equipment for Oakley's. Uh, they're moving right, right along. Um, we're getting things submitted. Uh, we're getting things finalized. Yep. Uh, Mr. Fisher over here has done amazing work on the logo. The additional. I think we, yeah. uh, I've actually got a contact her after the show, so we can, so you can give us the go uh, on on the last uh, edit on the logo. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is fantastic, though, and you know, keeping in mind everything that she wants and yeah. working through it. Yeah, it's, we've, it's uh, we've added well. a couple of things to the uh, the menu that she decided she just had to have. Um, it worked out a, a dessert menu. Yeah. And uh, now we'll just kind of sit back and wait. It's been, yeah, so, it's been amazing to watch that. They're it's still really in helped. construction. So, you know, it's, they're, they're still quite a few months away. But we're but, also in the procurement phase. Yeah. So they are buying, you know, the items. And yeah, yeah. We talked to Coke uh, yesterday. Coke's going to come out and uh, they're, they're going to be her soda provider. Outstanding. Um, so they're, you know, I had to make sure that she knew exactly where to put everything because I'm actually not going to be there for that. Okay. Uh, that meeting. All right. Um, 
But yeah, no, it's uh, it's once going we great. get it up though, we'll let you take a look at it. We'll put it For on the sure. website, and uh, you can find that website right at www.rltechfl.com. Oh, by the way, fully authenticated now in relation to the email. So those of you that receive our email, we are already talking about generating a newsletter. Mm -hmm. And when we generate that newsletter and we put it out in our email blast, now that we're self-authenticated, it's not going to end up in your junk box. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you open it, click it, come back to us, look at what we're doing, look at sales that we may have, pay attention to that mailer. And uh, I'm actually going to throw up a, uh, a video of the Alpha Grill from uh, Anai on okay. our uh, business uh, business time podcast Facebook page. Outstanding. So if you want to check it out and see how see how cool it looks, uh, you can uh, find it there. We've actually got a lot of stuff that needs to go up on yeah. the yeah. Uh, we've got pictures and a few other things, stories that need to go this up on the website. This will be our second uh, video podcast here. Yes, so, we're gonna uh, we're effing, efforting that as we speak. So we actually check out our YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we actually uh, have to work on an integration with that. So, yeah. but we're that's gonna get done. So those are all good things. Yeah, great yeah. things. They are great things. So again, ladies and gentlemen, we're you can find us at www.rltechfl.com. That's our website. You have you have pages for RL Technologies and Chef's Abacus mm -hmm. there about videos. Um, we're going to start pumping out uh, the instructional videos again mm -hmm. uh, for POS systems. And there's always our shop. So yep. when you're looking at card reader devices, when you're looking at POS systems, cast scales, any of that, you can find that all at our website. If you just want to get in touch with us, then you can email us at w or you can email us at info at rltechfl.com. Sorry, I think I just want to say www like all day today. <laughs> Worldwide web. Worldwide web. Mm. So yeah, email us, you know, and uh it comes through to me actually ghosted it on the account. But I any any questions or needs I will forward immediately to Ralph if so instructed in the email. So and then you know, look at our groups, look at our Facebook page, check out what we're doing. You can see us at facebook.com forward slash RL Technologies 180. Mm -hmm. And for Mike Fisher, Ralph Lawrence, with Business Time, brought to you by RL Technologies and Chef's Advocates, make sure you have a good time with your business time. Yeah, yeah we'll see you next week. <laughs>